Residents, when you're looking for your job, remember, you're in control. Make sure you hit up Provider Solutions and Development. They are the experts in holistic career coaching with exclusive access to hundreds of jobs nationwide. Hit them up at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. All right, we are on. What's going on, Dr. Renee? Chilling. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee. Welcome to another episode of Docs Outside the Box. Shout out to everyone who takes the 25. Shout out to everyone who takes the 31. Shout out to everyone who takes the one. And apparently, shout out to everyone who takes the 39 and the 70. (laughs) So we had a doctor. I'll just leave it as Dr. TG. She wrote in and she said, please tell Dr. Renee she is hilarious. And Dr. TG says, I, too, am a child of Essex County and took two buses, the 39 and 70, from Newark to Livingston daily for four years to get to high school. So definitely identified with the struggle. Thank you both for sharing your stories. I think the votes are in that you grew up in Irvington. I didn't see anybody from Queens right into you. So I'm shout out to okay. everyone who took the two train. Shout out to everyone who took the seven. Shout out to everyone who took the IRT <laughs> in New York. Nobody even says IRT. Shout out to everyone who took the equivalent of whatever train it was in Los Angeles. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who took the MARTA to get to school in Atlanta. <laughs> what about D.C.? Shout out to everyone who took whatever mass Is it transportation. The metro? the metro? Is it? To get to school. I can't remember. In D.C., walking past the folks playing go-go music. A four to five. A four to six. A four to seven. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, anyway this is Dr. Need. We got Dr. Renee, another episode of Docs Outside the Box. Hey, make sure you check out the two episodes before where we talked about what it's like to go through that struggle of taking a bus or taking a train and dealing with that struggle of trying to and wanting to get into medical school, doing your homework on the bus, dreaming, hoping that you get in and then just kind of figuring out how life will take you. Apparently that resonated with a whole bunch of different people. Some people also wrote me back on Instagram saying that they understand, although they didn't live in New York or New Jersey, they definitely understood that. Yeah, I think we've all been there. In some form or fashion, yeah. right? I know people who were, they may not have taken a train or may have taken a bus, but maybe their parents had to drive them in to school mm-hmm. from quite a distance, actually. And then yeah. they would do homework in the back and then get ready to go to school. Yep. It's tough because you got to really, what time do you go to bed now? What time mm-hmm. do you wake up? Wake, yeah. Right. It's not like someone who lives... 15 minutes away or 30 minutes away. Yep. And I want to say that I don't know why your audience thinks I'm hilarious, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So it sounds like we got a whole bunch of. Oh, so you just going to like roll over that. No, I mean, I think that it's look, there's got to be the consistent force for the show. Right. That's me. Right. 
right. and I make your job. See, I'm LeBron, right? And you're like Anthony Davis or you're like Dwayne Wade. Except I got better knees. <laughs> yeah, right? Or Dwayne Wade or like... Except I got better knees. Right. What's up with all these people with bad knees that you... I don't know. You're Kyrie, right? You're free to do whatever you okay, want to do. Like that. Because I'm doing all the work to make sure that everything is working. So, like, you can have fun and kiki and all that stuff. See, I find it more like you're Sean and I'm Marlon. That's, I think, the appropriate. No, you would be Marlon. You're right. You would be Marlon, but I'm actually Keenan. Then you wouldn't be on the show. But the show is. You ain't on the show. You're off the show. (laughs) All right, Gina. (laughs) All right, Gina. (laughs) I recommend, if you don't know what I'm talking about, everyone, make sure you watch Martin, the episode where Gina and Martin hosted a radio show and see how that went. <laughs> oh, man, please. Is that your dog's wailing? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we've gotten actually quite a few additional downloads that we normally don't get, which means that we've probably gotten more people who are subscribing to the show and listening to the show. Yo. Everyone, thank you who is new. Everyone, thank you. Welcome to Docs Outside the Box. That's how we do here on the show. We have a little fun. And I'm glad that you all are here. And actually, let's let that bleed into or flow into a actual request that we have. Yeah, someone sent us a question. We're going to go by Dr. VK. Okay. And he writes, hello, Dr. Nee Darko. You see my name? It's your show. I mean. There you go. Hello, Dr. Nee Darko. I'm a foreign medical graduate from India. I have been a practicing family physician since 2008. I recently started my own solo practice in 2017 with no debt. That's good. Within a year of starting my practice, we bought a house for $400,000, a new business truck, and that's for $1,339 a month for 36 months, new car for my wife, $500 a month, Also recently, right before the pandemic, invested in two laser devices with no marketing plan worth $350,000. The monthly payments of $7,000 a month. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh, Rorge. Never took budgeting serious until recently. I feel like all of a sudden I don't have a plan. It's been overwhelming and stressful with sleepless nights. I would greatly appreciate any advice. Thank you so much for everything you do for the physician community, VK. Yo, V. (laughs) VK, yo, we're not laughing, yo, but we've been there. Yes. Listen, I'm going to start more from the emotional aspect of this, which is the stressful Mm -hmm. and sleepless nights, the overfilling of overwhelm, because I remember that's how I felt when I realized that It wasn't just my loans I had to worry about. It was your loans also. And we had a total of $662,000 of student loan debt. And we had no clue how we were going to pay that off. Do you remember that first meeting we had? The budgeting meeting we had? Never forget it. Right. The argument that we had. I think you owed something to the IRS or something like that. And Mm -hmm. the priority of what will get paid when and where. And it was a struggle. It was a big struggle. And... I think that first meeting we had took several hours. Yeah, it was quite a few hours. It was several hours, but I do know that one of the things that I remember feeling after that was we got a plan. Well, we had the beginnings of a plan. Well, for me, I felt like we had a plan. When we left that meeting, at least when I left it, I had the feeling of we got a plan and I felt a lot better, mainly because I didn't have to do the mental 
math anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't right. have to do the mental tricks in my mind to say, hey, I need to make sure that we have enough saved over so that we can make payments. It was we did the budgeting so that everything was set and I didn't have to do any more thinking. I literally just had to work, make sure the income correlated with what we put in our budget and then kind of just see how this plan worked and make sure we don't break the budget. So I definitely get what you're saying. We're going to get into the intricacies of what you wrote, but I'm going to let Renee kind of take it from there. Well, I mean, as far as you want me to talk about the emotional aspects as well, or? I think you should talk about whatever you want to talk about. I mean, since you are like the celebrity of the show, you just take it. Well, you know, what can I say? (laughs) Well, okay, VK, here's the deal. That's a lot of debt that you accumulated over a short period of time, considering you didn't have debt to begin with starting in 2017. So one, I want to say that it sounds like your business, right, your practice at the very least has allowed you enough income to take on that much of liability, that much debt, right? So that's what it sounds like. I do have a couple of questions that I don't know that we have the answer to or that we'll get to the answer to. But my question is, is the business and your personal finance intermingled? So the reason I'm asking that question is because truly they shouldn't be. If they are, then they shouldn't be. And that you should actually be making two separate budgets. You should be making a budget for your business as well as a budget for your personal finance, your personal home. So let's assume in the first scenario that the business and the personal finances are intermingled. The first thing that I would say is you have to separate those out. Got to separate those out. And you need your business to give you an actual paycheck, an actual income. And so you can usually talk to a CPA, right? Yeah. So you can talk to a CPA who can help set up payroll Mm -hmm. so that whatever's left from the private practice that you can afford to pay yourself, you pay yourself not as you are just writing a check to yourself, but literally your practice is writing you and your wife are paying you guys like a check, like a salary. Right. And then from that salary, you actually pay taxes for that. And then whatever's left it comes into your bank account. Right. So you actually become a W-2 yes. of your own business. Right. So if that is not happening, then that needs to happen. And in that way, you are creating a situation where you are getting money from your practice, but you're doing it in a way such that the business is functioning independently from your personal life. So I think I'll stop there for now because I think that there's a lot more nuance when it comes to the numbers. Yeah, I think for me, the thing that we would like to get clarification for is the business truck, the business Mm -hmm. truck, as well as the lasers. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the business truck, I'm still racking my mind, is the business truck for your practice? Right. That was my question also. Yeah, we would like some more clarification on that for two reasons. One, for medical practice, do you really need a business truck? Right. If you do, just make sure that it's functioning very specifically for the practice and that it's not just, oh, well, this is the 
truck that I used to go to work. Because if it's just the truck that you used to go to work, then that might not qualify as a business expense. Yes. And the other thing is the two laser devices also. When you mentioned the payments of $7,000 a month. With no marketing plan. Yeah, with no marketing plan. That's the part where we started to say, hmm, it sounds like there may be some intermingling of funds because the $7,000 a month should actually come off of the business's books. Right. Not your personal books. Right. Exactly. So the other thing that I will say is kind of looking at the business side of this outside of just finances is the marketing plan. So if you are going to bring a new product, a new service into your practice, it seems like you know, but unfortunately didn't get to that you need a marketing plan. And the question is, okay, well, without a marketing plan, and especially because it's one of the things that you put in your message, without a marketing plan, are you actually getting the number of clients that you need or the number of patients that you need to render this service for the amount of money that you're paying for the laser? In other words, is the service paying for the laser? And it sounds like potentially it might not be. So the question is, do you need two lasers? That's number one. Do you need two lasers? Do you need lasers at all? Could you give the lasers back and then gauge in your community what the actual demand is for that service that you're going to be providing with the lasers? In other words, sell the service before you actually provide the service. So creating some sort of buzz or waiting list and say, okay, well, if I get 50 clients or if I get 50 patients, then I will invest in the laser, right? And so you kind of create that demand before you invest in that particular device. Well, if you can't get rid of the laser, though, I think just very cursory in Mm -hmm. terms of a marketing plan, I do think that you can consider advertising in your office, advertising to your own patients while they're there Mm -hmm. with billboards, pamphlets, and what have you. You can tell other physicians so that you can get referrals within your hospital group. There's also social media, which has made things a lot cheaper, getting information out and being able to get it to a whole bunch of different people's cell phone at a cheap rate. There's podcasts. Podcasts are one of the easiest ways, I think, to advertise for a new service, a new product. If you're trying to get new clients. Yeah, you can go and be a guest on other people's podcasts. Yes. If you don't have your own. Hell yeah. You can go on local news. You can go on local radio stations to talk about this product. You can even run your own commercials. Right. During daytime TV. Mm -hmm. Especially with the local, with the really, really local news stations. Sometimes they won't be as expensive as the big networks. Yeah, I agree there. So I definitely agree with Dr. Renee that I think that if there is intermingling of the money, I think that it needs to be separated. And I think that the business truck, as well as the lasers, although they are debts that need to be paid, the question is, is do these debts that need to be paid need to be coming out of your personal income, basically? And if we're wrong, if you're not intermingling and everything is separate, okay, I get it. So here's what we do. This is what we recommend, that there needs to be a stage of assessment 
when you're trying to get your money right, so to speak. And what we would recommend is for the next three months from your personal account only is start tracking what's coming in. So in terms of income versus what's coming out. And you can do that on an Excel document. That's what we did. Yeah. And I would actually argue look back three months rather than going forward three months and then figuring that out. Right. So look back three months and say, okay, over the last three months, what has been going in and what has been coming out. Right. That way you don't spend another three months kind of trying to figure this out. So if you look back, you can already kind of see what your spending habits were. And again, looking at it from the business budget as well as the personal budget. So again, two different budgets. And I would recommend getting as granular as what are you spending on, right? Where are you spending the money? Don't just have categories for, okay, this is for food. This is for cell phone. This is for X. This is for Y. Find out exactly where you're eating out at, right? Find out if you're buying food that is going into the refrigerator, i.e. groceries or into the cabinets versus purchases that are going or being made at the hospital, at the cafeteria, at lunches. All of those different things count because it helps for you to realize where exactly your money is being spent at, right? And once you realize where your money is being spent at, it helps you to be able to say, okay, I can make this type of change in my behavior to make sure that doesn't occur, i.e., When we did this assessment for us, we found out that the majority of the money that we were spending on food was on takeout or at the cafeteria, at the hospital, at Wendy's. And then we still were spending upwards of about $400 a month on perishable food items from the grocery store. And we weren't doing much cooking at the time. And what would happen is all of the food in the refrigerator would just perish, perish, basically, And we were eating unhealthy, eating all this fast food. So we made a plan and just said, okay, well, if we're spending all this money on fast food and not cooking, then maybe we need to parse down that budget or just really dramatically decrease that budget for eating out. Uh And we can buy cold cuts or what have you and bring it to work and then try to be more strategic with the type of foods that we made Uh at home. And that worked. So I agree with you. I think you don't have to go look for three months, but if you haven't, then you could do three months. But I would just get granted how much you're spending on gas, how much are you spending on electricity, how much you're spending on all of these different things. And when I say gas, I mean like home gas versus Mm -hmm. car gas. What are you using for savings? How much do you have in your emergency bank account? These are all things that you really need to take note of. This is not the opportunity to shy away from it. Literally take some time to do this. Don't be scared to do this because it really is a game changer when you can look down some of the deficiencies, so to Mm -hmm. speak. If you can look them right in the face and say, "Okay, I don't need to take action yet. I just need to document what I'm doing. Hey, aren't you tired of someone telling you what to do in residency? Like what time to be at the hospital when you can leave? For some reason, you're always wondering when you're going to get a golden weekend. Hey, look. Now is the time for you to take control. When it's time to start looking for your job, make sure you hit up our sponsor, Provider Solutions and Development. They are the experts in holistic career coaching with exclusive access to hundreds of jobs nationwide. 
Now, look, we rock with them here at Docs Outside the Box because they empower docs just like you to one, find a place you really want to be at. And number two, start making decisions with you at the center. How's that for a change? Whatever you're ready for next, they'll help you find it with no quotas, no commissions to get in the way. So look, start flexing those control muscles and hit them up at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. Basically, you're just assessing kind of you're doing the H&P. Yes. You're doing the H&P on on this particular thing and you've asked the questions. Now you've gotten the answers and now you're going to do your physical. And that basically is your objective findings and looking at three months back. But I would actually backtrack and say (laughs) one more thing that we actually did not mention because you mentioned BK, that you have a wife. So I would get your wife on board with what you are doing. And the two of you need to have this discussion because this is obviously emotional for you, but you want to also clue yourself into the emotions that she's feeling about this situation. And if things are going to change, what does that mean for her? her as well. And if you have children and things like that, you don't necessarily have to ask the children what they think about it, but you do have to kind of talk to your wife about what that looks like for your family and make a pact with each other at some point if you can come so to a mutual agreement. point does the conversation of, yeah, $500 a month for your car, we're going to have to trim that. Well, I mean, but that's the discussion that, listen, I can't tell them what discussion to have specifically. That's like infinity money right there. Well, but I can tell them <laughs> to have the discussion. So Wifey needs to get a Toyota Corolla. She's like, no, you need to get rid of that truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't need a navigation system. <laughs> so that, I think, would be your first step is that you have to have to have to have this discussion with your wife, because you two are the two people who are probably responsible for most of the consumption, at least in the household. Kids are expensive. Kids are expensive, but you decide what the kids are going to consume. So that would be the first thing. And then make a pact. We made a pact in the beginning. Remember, we made a pact that we would not create any more debt. We were like, nope, that's it. No more debt. No credit card purchases, nothing. No new car, no new lease, no new anything. And we stuck to it. And we we stuck stuck to it. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So once we get to that point, then I think those are really fair points. Actually, those are really big requirements. You should talk to your wife about it. Yeah. And let her know that she's spending her cars way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You got to get a Geo Metro. (laughs) But the next thing after that is once you start to make some assessments based off of how much is coming in and how much is coming out, then you start to realize, like, well, do I need to spend this much or do I need to spend that much? I.e., do I need to spend this much on cable TV if we don't watch that much TV? Uh-huh. Maybe we can get like a YouTube TV uh-huh. subscription. I can't believe how many people still got cable. Yeah. Well, the way in which YouTube TV is rising up in price, though. Well, I remember I had told you that, though, a couple of years ago. It's like 60 something bucks a month, but it's still cheaper than any type of internet combination or 
cable combination of cable, then phone, and then also even mm-hmm. internet. Internet. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you start to realize, okay, wait, why are we spending so much money on this when it's really not that important to me? I think that's what that assessment really does. Yeah. And I think the next step after that is you start to realize how much do you really bring in on a monthly basis? Like, what is your income? Yeah. What's the salary? Right. And from there, then you start subtracting all of these numbers and you're starting to realize what you're left with. Right. What is the absolute necessary things that you really need to be paying for? Right. What is necessary and what are the absolute negatives that you have to do? Right. And when you think about how hard you work. okay, when you think about how hard you work, right, going back to the emotion, the question becomes when you're at work and you're spending a couple of hours doing something that you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get home. And then you look at that line item and you look at how much you spent on that line item. Ask yourself in that moment that you are at work, is it worth it for me to spend this time paying for that thing? Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. Okay, because if the answer is no, you need to get rid of that thing. Yeah, that's what happened with us with our student loans, Mm -hmm. right? Once we started realizing that there were thousands of dollars that were racking up on a monthly basis. Right. You're like, wait, that's a significant amount of time that I'm spending in the hospital based off of how we were getting paid back then. Right. That's a significant amount of time that just is gone. Right. Right. Like if you think about that amount of money, that literally is the same thing as me going to the local bank in the morning, going to the ATM machine, taking out fifteen hundred dollars, get back into my car and drive off, open the window and just make it rain with the money out. <laughs> it's completely useless. Right. That was the interest. That's the interest payments. Right. It does yeah. nothing to help you whatsoever. But that's time. That's time away from your spouse. That's time away from kids. That's time away from extended family. That's time that you can't go on a vacation. That stuff adds up. Time that you could be sleeping. (laughs) Right. So look, I think that once you take that standpoint, I think the next thing is to make a budget. And the budget is going to be based off of what your income is and then what your liabilities are. And then whatever's left, that's what you decide to add on top to pay off more of that liability. So what I mean by this is, is when you make a budget, whatever your income in starts at the top and then all of your liabilities, which are your bills, including your debt, including food, including paying the monthly car payment, including housing bills, all of these different things are all in there. And then whatever is left, right, then you put that towards your debt or you put it towards whatever is the most important thing at that time. And I think for most people who are in a situation like yours, VK, or similar to what we did, we actually did two things. We actually were able to put close to about 75% towards our, I think we yeah, made it. 75, we made it up to 80% of our income, our monthly income at one point. But I think we also made sure that we had enough in our emergency fund. Yeah. Just in case if any, t- yeah. because of that pact that we made to each other, which was we weren't going to use debt. We wanted to make sure that we had an emergency fund that basically was a credit card for emergency purposes. Right. Well, yeah, not even a credit card, just a savings account. Right. But it it wasn't a credit card, but it was if something major happened, we're not going to be using a credit card. We're not going to be using anything in plastic. We're not going to be creating debt. We're going to be using this account 
right. which we had access to as the way to get us out of problems, yeah. right? No, but I wanted to really specifically not use the word credit card because that's the whole point of an emergency fund, right? Is that it's, it's not a credit card. It's not like a credit card. It actually is the antithesis of a credit card. And so I think you're right. Having an emergency fund that you can build up typically over time, we build ours up over time. But if you can have an emergency fund where you know, listen, emergencies are inevitable. You will have an emergency. You absolutely will. So why put it on a credit card? Because if you put it on a credit card, you you pay for an emergency with money that you don't have. Right. So if you already know that you're going to have an emergency, just save for it. And then you can use money that you actually have and then build that emergency fund up again. So I think you're absolutely right with that. As far as expenses are concerned, you are a practice owner. So one of the things that you might want to consider also is disability insurance if you don't have it already. Disability insurance, typically if you're employed, it will come with that employment. But if you are the employer, the question becomes, do you have disability insurance through your own business? But I would definitely look into disability insurance because should you become disabled in any way, shape or form, temporarily or permanently, that is the income that is supposed to be going to your family. And if you can't provide that income and you need to ask yourself, how is your family going to pay for that $400,000 house, pay for that $500 a month car and all those other things? So I would definitely look into disability insurance Except for life insurance. That's what we use. Throwing that in there. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So at that point now, and what I would also say is when you're making the budget is I would actually do it based off of minimums for your loans. What is the minimum amount? I would list that as your liabilities. I would not put down what you want to pay. I would put down what you absolutely have to pay right? To make it from month to month. And then what we do is we budget down to every last cent. So if we get on a monthly basis, $5,000 and 21 cents, we budget down to the last cent so that it is zero based. Yeah, zero based budget. And we do that because it maximizes how much money we think can go towards our loans. And that's where we really kind of took our debt repayment to another level is- yeah. We didn't say, oh, well, we're just going to leave $1,000 in the bank here or leave 2000 because I don't know what's going to happen. No, we were really diligent to make sure that we were not going to overdraft. And every now and then we make sure we have like a little bit of a slush, 100 bucks or 200 bucks. That's it. Every now and then if we knew it was going to be a crazy month. But for the most part, we just made everything based off of 0.00. And we just said, okay, now that we've did everything that we needed to do, now that we've taken care of every bill, whatever's left over, if there's like $2,000 left over, then we decided to, what are we going to do with this money? There's $2,000 left over. Should we put it in savings or should we put it in towards our student loan debt? And we decided that since we already had a certain amount that was going towards savings, savings. 
that we would use that $2,000 to go in addition to our student loan debt. And we did that on a monthly basis. Yeah. Every dollar pretty much went to something very specific. Yeah. Hold up. Before we continue to all my day ones, and you know each and every one of you who you are, thank you for rolling with the show from Jump. And to the new listeners, welcome. What's good? Where y'all been? I want y'all to stay a while. All right. So look, I'm trying to build a community here and I need your help. So with whatever app you're listening to this show right now, I want you to click the subscribe button. Then I want you to go over to Apple Podcasts and I want you to rate and review the show. And you may be asking, how does this help? The way how it helps is by helping the show to grow and rise up in the rankings so that it's easier for new people to discover the show. Now, what's in it for you is at least once a week, I'm going to be going through these reviews I'm going to pick a lucky reviewer and I'm going to give that person an opportunity to have a 15 minute session with me where we could talk about anything from personal finance, getting your money right to just shooting the you know what about the show. So listen, remember, all I need you to do is subscribe and then rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Let's get on with the episode. Peace. And that's how we paid off our debt. Initially, we thought in five years, but actually we paid it off in three years. So we're saying that to bring it back, the last part where you're talking about feeling overwhelmed, stressful, and with sleepless nights and really trying to address that, we get it because we were there, but we hope that we gave you a plan of action. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, look, VK has options, okay? VK has options, and it sounds like There might be options to get rid of the debt either by paying it off or by returning some things or selling. Yeah. Do you need a truck? Maybe you can give back that truck. Definitely. So that looks like a lease. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's a three year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's over three years. It's what? Over $1,300 for three years. Yeah. $1,300 for three years. Right. So you might be able to give that lease back. There might be a penalty. Who knows? But the question is, is the penalty worth it if you can get rid of that monthly payment? It might be to you. Who knows? And get a cheaper truck, right? Same thing with the car, with the wife's car, right? $500, certainly not the same as $1,300, right? It's almost a third or two thirds less. But if you can decrease that payment, or get rid of that payment altogether, then yeah, I mean, it might be worth it. So you can either pay off the debt or you can get rid of the debt by giving some things back. Same thing with the lasers. Could you give those back, right? Typically lasers are on lease. So I would think that you would be able to return one or both of those, maybe with a penalty, maybe not, I'm not sure. But again, you have options. So look into all of the options. Some of the options that you look into may be things that you are kind of like, I really don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to quit. It's like, no, the whole, you know how doctors are like, no, I don't want to quit. I want to keep going. And it's, yeah, but this ain't working. So (laughs) you're not quitting. What you're doing is you're making a better plan for yourself so you can actually succeed. Right. And that's important. Utilize all of your options that you have in front of you and don't be afraid to go down the path that you might 
not necessarily be so fond of because that might actually be the road to success. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because if you ask me about paying off my debt early, remember, I thought you were crazy. I was like, nobody pays off their debt early. Why would we want to do that? And look at us now. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Give me my props again. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. See, what happened was I had told you that we could pay off our debt much quicker. And you were like, no. And I was like, yes. And then we did it. The end. So that's about wraps it up. So VK, thank you so much for writing in and we wish you nothing but the best, but I hope we gave you an action plan as to what to do. And I think that if you follow this plan, you're going to get some really great results. Nonetheless, congratulations on doing your own thing. Congratulations on the solo practice, but also at the same time, listen, we get it. We get it with those stressful nights. We've been there. And thank you for sharing. And listen, if you want to share more information about how all of this stuff works, what is actual business expense versus what's not a business expense, maybe we can give you more of a granular talking about how to actually do the numbers and use some real numbers if you really want to get that deep. So you can write us back or you can go on the homepage and go to ask me a question and there you can leave a 90 second voicemail on SpeakPipe. So VK, man, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for writing to us. We'll send you some paraphernalia. Is it paraphernalia or merch? Merch? Yeah, not paraphernalia, right? Paraphernalia is more like negative. Is it? I don't know. I thought sororities and fraternities say paraphernalia. I guess so. Yeah, but listen, VK, we will send you some Docs Outside the Box merch. And for everyone else, listen, man, shout us out. Let us know what's going on, man. Write to us or send us a voice message and let us know what kind of questions you may have. So we'll feature you on the show. All right. Dr. Renee, you got anything else you want to say? Nope. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.